I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a million every week. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billy every week. I wanna be a billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat. I got a very special guest on my show. Make sure you take some notes. This man is a music management associated with Sony Records and Rock Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, James Mark. How Hello. you doing, King? Pleasure. Appreciate your existence, my, my brother. Dad, my dad. You know, I know we've been trying to get it right, get you over here for the last, I don't know how many months, but we made it happen. That we did. That's what's up, man. How you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. Today's a good day. Yeah? Yeah. That's what's up. Every day above ground is a good Every day, right? Day. <laughs> That's what's up. Well, the concept of this show is to get insider information for those looking to be in your position. So you and music management, I kind of wanted you to shed light on the entrepreneurial side of what got you, or the even thought of being in this business, making it a success, and then your plans to maintain for the future. But before we even start with all that, man, where you from? I'm from Washington, D.C. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. Shout out to D.C. Okay. Yeah, so you was into music back in DC as well. Yeah, okay, absolutely. okay. Well, tell me, tell me about that story, man. Like, were well, you, you know, rapping? You know, what were you doing? No, no, we were, uh, none of that. <laughs> no, we had, uh, you know, as, as teenagers, man, we we had this uh, line of music called genre of music called Go Go. Okay. One of my best friends. Was, was that like for the strip clubs and all no, that? Go Go. Okay. It was own genre. It's like. Um, like Jamaican music, like reggae for okay. Jamaican, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That was our, Go-Go, uh, Go-Go was our music for the D.C. natives, you know okay. I mean? It was our thing, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, it was a vibe, uh, my, my best friend, when uh, we was growing up, he was a Congo player mm-hmm. for a group called Rare Essence, so okay. I, I got into it, you know, front tails, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Know, you know, there's a whole movement going on, so I was like, yeah, I like music. That point, you know what I'm saying? Okay, and how old were you at this point? I was like 15, 16. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, gotcha. So when you were in school, you had these. What was your like first dream before you even get into music management? I mean, what did James Marks want to be as a kid? Yeah, I don't know. You know, you you meet friends and they sing. You know, mm. we really wasn't we, I, we really wasn't rapping. We could rap. Yeah, that was just a talent back then. You know what I mean? Ah. So we we didn't compare to the KRS run. You know, the real. Grinders, the pioneers, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we would put together a couple of flows, but we'll, we'll mix it with R and B. You know, mm. I was heavy R and B growing up. You know, like singing. Be, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. You sang at church? Nah. Nah. Just sung mm. just to sing. No, it was like competition. You know, like nowadays, you know, you see who the best at the the, the PlayStation thing, the two K game. Yeah. We would have sing offs. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, that was our thing. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Oh, so when you say R, you were in a group. Yeah. Oh, okay. So and we were other, other groups across town. Uh-huh. We'll meet up. We'll see who can turn out the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It was a little vibe. You know what I mean? That's what's up. So that's, that's when you would say you fell in love with music. Yeah. When I saw what music, really the ladies, when I saw what singing did to the women, it was like, yo, I think I want to sing. You uh, sing the panties out. Yeah, yeah. What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> Nah, that's cool, man. Okay, okay. So, tell me, when did you see this as being a business for you? I jumped in the game right after the love for music and realizing that I don't like to perform. I don't like the touring. I don't like none of that. But you did do that? Yeah, I did. Ah. I didn't like it. I didn't like being 
constantly on the road. I ain't like none of that shit. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should find a new angle. And at that point, writing, production, engineering, all came to play. Mm-hmm. Like I can do, I can be involved without being the one with the mic in the hand. So mm-hmm. I took a little step back and did that for a while. So, but what made you uh, decide, like when you were performing, doing these tours, like what made you say this wasn't for me? Because somebody would jump at that opportunity. I know I would. So yeah. it was like, why wasn't it for you? What didn't you like about it? I was really focused on money at an early age. Got it. The artist wasn't getting it like I want to get it. You know what I mean? Mm. So through through the transition, you meet, you talk to a lot of people and the common medium was the manager, the one who connect the dots. Mm-hmm. I said, I want to be that guy, you know, because it doesn't tie you to one situation. As a manager, I can manage 20 artists, take five to 10% from 20 artists. Some might have traction, some might not, mm-hmm. but it keeps you working. Mm-hmm. You know, you manage one person and it slows down, you actually stagnant, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So that's what I took to management. I like the fact that I can keep working. Gotcha. Okay. So, what, I was, okay. what makes a manager's job easy when it comes to dealing with artists? If the artist is overly in love with themselves and their music and their artistry and their creation, and they're willing to help the manager get that push that he needs to be effective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you elaborate more on that with what the artist needs to bring to the table and the type of person they need to be in order to make your job easier? If your manager works harder than you, you're you're you're, you're a liability. A liability at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, if you work harder than your manager, it's kudos. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of managers, a lot of artists forget the manager is not supposed to finance the project. But I do it because I found a way to manage the project, finance the project, and get more of a return back. Mm. You know, some managers just want, hey, I just want to manage. I don't want to get involved in the investment part of it. Mm. Okay. So as a manager, do you, do you, so you your job is to find opportunities for the artist to make money. Absolutely. And does that include marketing and promotion as well? It shouldn't. Okay, so that tells me you do that as well. So you're like a one-stop shop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm like a record label operating as a management company. You know, I can do from getting artists signed to keeping artists with me and providing the same stability, promotion, and marketing as the majors. Mm-hmm. So, but you you have to be that elite artist, the one who loves music, passionate about it, and understand that the financier must be cooped. Got it. Got it. Okay. So what can an artist expect? You know to you know, when they signed to James Marvel yeah. management? Um, what artists can expect? First of all, the artist has to be really prepared to get on this journey. Mm-hmm. Meaning, no girlfriends, girlfriends are a hindrance, boyfriends are a hindrance. Um, everybody outside of the management team on the artist part has to be about the artist winning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From the mom down to the little baby brother. Mm-hmm. Everybody got to be on the same road, same direction. Because mm-hmm. any tension, you can lose. Mm-hmm. One person not being, not doing their job is over. Mm-hmm. 
Have you ever had a situation like that where you signed someone and, you know, one person out of the whole group just wasn't falling in line with the direction and kind of made everything tumble? A couple of times. I mean, that's actually the most familiar. Mm. That's going to happen more times than the... The, you know the win. Yeah, the win. Yeah. Yeah, this is not a, uh, you know, I'm down. I'm... I'm I'm about two and twelve, you know. What I mean? Yeah, like, okay. Like, like the Cleveland Browns over this yes. morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, nah, you know, I find my little, you know, my little Odell. You feel know I me? Mean? Mm-hmm, there you find go. Find my little Baker. You feel know I me? Mean? Okay. I mean, we getting together. You know, yeah, we gonna make a run, boy. You feel know? me? That's what's up. So we have traction now. So that's what's important is the work that we all put in is now shining light on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I see you got a uh, famous kid Brick signed to Warehouse, which is under uh, uh, Rock Nation. Sure. Shout out to Memphis Bleak, shout out to famous kid Brick. That's my guy right there. You know, so how, how, well, how, how did you even discover kid Brick? Because I know he was grinding, but how did you catch Window? Honestly, it was uh, 2012, 2013. Okay. I lived in Vegas, and my sons, I had uh, boys in Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, pop, hey, hey, there's this dude I have blowing up. And I said, they talked so highly of him, mm-hmm. you know, about six, seven years ago. And I'm like, yeah, right, whatever, whatever. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I came down, I checked him out, and he had a song called I'm On It Out. I'm on it, yeah. And remember that? It, it was actually, from my perspective, from the music sense, it was beautiful. Yeah. Somebody had that much energy in one city, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I want to be a part of this, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I got in at the bad time, I flew in, I offered, but what I knew of his team, I offered his team a little money, and it was like, nah, we mm-hmm. got it, man. And you know, I'm a patient man, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I waited, you know, when it died down, and you know, I came and got my chance in 2017, I said, hey, you remember me? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I yeah, say, hey, let's do something now, man. What you got working on? He didn't have really nothing, too much going on that um, he was happy about. So I said, hey, let me slide in this management. You know, give me give me 12 months, you know, you'll have a deal. Mm. You feel me? I was certain that he, I can get him signed. Mm. You know what I mean? So I did that within 12 months. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Okay. So how did you get the connection with, you know, Sony and Brock Nation? Like... I'm sure through the journey you made your connections, but you know, t- tell me that. Tell me that grind. Well, you know, you you and all and the whole time I've been I've always been a writer producer. I've always been, you know, I con- connect this producer with this writer. You know, we create something beautiful mm-hmm. and we put it out. And <clears throat> some of the interns you meet along the way are now presidents and vice presidents of labels. Mm-hmm. So we did that through <clears throat> what we, you know, the relationships we built over time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just networking, kind of, you yeah. know, you found somebody yeah. in the right spot and then connected the dots. You no, know, like you gonna be, you know, you the next uh, Oprah. So yeah, we the next mean, Oprah. Oprah. Hey, you mean it's a compliment? Yeah, I, I know what hey, you meant. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We, you know, I'll yeah. take David Letterman. Let's say I, David Letterman. I, I think you see it, Oprah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Just, it. Yeah, yeah, they just don't explode as well. Yeah, right, you right, exactly. Yeah, but no, when you meet people on the come up, on the grind, you know, people that used to. Be on like you know like uh, Buckby mm-hmm. used to be on the street team, and now he's in the station. He, yeah, he's where he need to be. Right. That's a that that relationship is important to especially musicians in that in that uh, city. Mm-hmm. You know, building a relationship at the ground up, mm-hmm. you know, at the ground level, and and maintaining maintaining a good relationship, good rapport. 
I agree. I agree. Now, speaking of cities, you know, and, you know, we both lived in Tampa for some time. Tell me, do you think Juke music will ever leave Tampa? Like, and I say leave, I mean, like, pop off. Come national? Yeah. Um, if they stick to it. But the thing about it is, is not everybody in Tampa embraces Juke. Mm. It's not like you driving to Miami or you on down 75 and, you know, you listen to two or three stations going towards Miami. It ain't like the radio is yeah. supporting you. You yeah. feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, you into Tampa? Hey, they, 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 you know what I'm saying? There's no press for what Tampa does. Mm-hmm. And to create that press, to create that press is the whole city got to be behind it. Mm-hmm. We liked a couple of records, but then like hip-hop, oh, that's old. No, music doesn't get old. Bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm sure you can put on a Michael Jackson album. It doesn't feel like you're in the 1980s, does it? Not at all. You feel me? Refreshing. All the time. And the city has to embrace Jill. Mm. You know what I mean? And, you know, those who did it the best, I mean, I still think they got something. Mm. It's just, you know, if you believe in it, stick to it. And don't change your format for no one. Right. Yeah, I feel like people do end up changing their format if they see something not working because uh, they're hit chasing. You know what I'm saying? I did a lot of that too, you know, chasing ahead, trying to switch my style. But even my core audience was telling me, yo, stick to what we loved you for. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, that's what's up. So I get get that. Okay, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So so now that Famous Kid Brick is in the hands of of Rock Nation, did you just kind of like pass him off and then fell back? Or are you still heavily involved? I'm still uh, part of his management team. you know, making sure the administration is, is done and uh, whatever he needs, mm-hmm. you know, that the label can't provide, I'll make sure I'm there. Okay, okay. That's what's up, man. So why haven't you, like, you know, so, it, well, I guess as a music manager, you know, is it like you just, your own company, you just manage artists and then get them signed or do you work uh, directly under a label that you find talent for, like, or is it all of the above? My distribution is through uh, Sony Orchard, so mm. I do have a couple of acts. One one act in particular that is, is, is close close to me is an artist named Ghost God. Ghost God. Out of Vegas. Mm-hmm. He has a very good traction. I believe, you know, he wants the JME imprint, the James Barker Entertainment. He wants that. He doesn't want to be with a label. Mm. You know what I mean? If we get one, it's going to cost the label a lot of money for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he wants to grind... Like, like, yeah, he want to pop off from the, from the mud. Yeah, from the mud. Like he, and I don't want none of that foo foo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, let's get it together. So he one of those artists that you look for in a management company mm-hmm. that's willing to grind for himself as well as the person who puts money behind him. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And that's very important. You know, it's it's that you know the key to success. Right. It's two or more people. Trying to acquire the same goal, yeah, at the same speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for art, so for uh, entrepreneurs who want to be in music management, what's a number you would say would be a, a wise investment to put in a realistic number to put into an artist to say, okay, there's a possibility we could win with this amount of money behind it. I mean. Like you said, you're chasing hints. Mm-hmm. It, it has to be 
a movement. Mm-hmm. If this person comes to you with a like a a juke style record, and you favor juke, and you know little cities that hey, I can present you to these cities, my DJs, my radio personnel, my uh, PDs, and they will embrace me with my connection mm-hmm. and move this movement, get this movement uh, moving forward. Probably about you know a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. That's minimum. I mean, if you ain't got a hundred grand, hey. You should go apply to McDonald's, Burger King, or something. You just, and you got to be willing to throw that hundred grand in the trash. It's, it's strictly a relationship. So this is definitely a gamble. This is like, you it's know, crap prepare to lose it. Crap's it already in base. Mm, right, right, right. And there's no, if you don't have the stomach to lose, I wouldn't get any music at all. Because mm. everybody I know lost, uh, lost more than they won. Hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. You hear that? You hear that? <laughs> this is real talk from the horse's mouth, man. Okay. Okay. So now, so, you know, as, as a, you know, you're in music management and um, you're a family man, you know, you have children and all that. So how do you balance that? You know, because you mentioned that when you get an artist, you know, you tell them this, oh, girlfriend, none of this yeah. is straight focus, you know. Do, do, do you apply that to yourself or do you kind of balance to kind of take care of home and family and manage? Well, um, How do you manage that? Well, my family is music. Mm. They, they do. My, my, my daughters run the internet campaign for me, for all my artists. My sons help the management. Mm. So if I need an artist to, you know, if I need a Facebook ad or Say Cheese or Borrow or that, my sons do that for me. Mm. You know, they they after they write the press, they get it, they get it done. My whole family works for Jay Jamie, mm. so they're heavily involved with what I do. Ah, okay, okay. So you just, <laughs> you got them working like Joe Jackson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, they said my only downfall in life was not being able to allocate positions. Mm. Like I always wanted to do it myself, so I allocated my children. As you should. Yeah, I mean, they, they're so, your offspring. They yeah. came from you, so let them do something for you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. So, what do you see, you know, James Mark's management? You know, what's the ultimate goal for it? You know, are you trying to make it like a, you know, like a Sony record? You know, are you trying to be the next Diddy? Like, how, I, what's your goal? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, right now, you know, I have a... Uh, I have a... Uh, Willie Taylor from Day 26 on my roster. I got B5, mm-hmm. the old group. Yeah, yeah, damn, they still around? Hey, they, 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 they only 26. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, so they still young. Yeah, they on the roster. I got Ghost Guy, I got Famous Kid Prick. Um, I got a, a couple of um, very musically talented, you know, musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, with PK, he, uh, PK Lane, he coming out. I got a dude named MB Royal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he 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 the next Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Hey, that's a that's a hey. big step. That Billy Joe. Woo. Hey. He bad. Okay, him I gotta that, hear that. Him and that piano got married. Okay, you feel okay. me? Okay. That's what I mean. Like, hey, I see him. I see him. Hey, yeah. He mimics what I what my vision of Billy Joe. Mm-hmm. Cause you know I got introduced to Billy Joe at an early age. Right. And what I liked about him, this dude has. Mm. You know. And I'm like, he's from Tampa. Tampa got a lot of talent in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I haven't went fishing too much anywhere else. Right. Chicago just 
unbelievable talent. You know I'm sure, I mean? yeah. So, yeah. Um, had a couple of uh, managed a couple of producers, a couple of writers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Cajun, you know, a producer out of Chicago, Ace Beach, he from Tampa. Mm-hmm. Well, he really from Gainesville, but he uh, did phenomenal with my uh, Latin artists. I got uh, two Latin artists that got a little traction going on right now, Zoni Cove and uh, Casey Nieves. Okay. They got, they got two hot singles out right now that's definitely, definitely showing promise, so. Mm. Okay, so, okay. And did anything, I don't know, because you know it's a different time, different era, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> my ultimate goal is for everybody to be happy, everybody to be making money from music, and, and we move as a unit, you know what I mean? That's my ultimate goal. Okay, I like that. Tell me, how do you think the streaming era affected the music business. You know, do you think it helped it? Do you Absolutely. think it didn't? Okay, tell me more. Streaming is the Ford okay. of music. Hmm. You used to walk and take horses and donkeys. Now they put four wheels on you. You get somewhere faster. Hmm. And I think streams is is that that kind of information is turning point to a new generation of music mm-hmm. okay but what, what i mean yeah i get i guess so because now that i think about it you know before streaming you know there was uh there was piracy yeah basically people were down yeah taking a shit you know what i'm saying before that it was cds and tapes yeah, and all that sure. so it, it definitely was an upgrade it definitely uh keeps the artist's music protected you know, as long as it, those websites aren't available, you can yeah, yeah, download. Yeah. I mean, they still are. But anyway, that's a, that's another story. But um, okay, okay. So you think it helped it? Mm-hmm. All right. So, so tell me. So do you, so without giving too much of the secret sauce on how you yeah, you yeah. know get the get the formula going for these artists through streaming. You know, how is that? Well, explain that marketing strategy to where you can almost guarantee an artist to be successful through the streaming without giving too much of the secret sauce. It, it depends on what that level of success is to that artist. Okay. If it's money, streaming is your answer. Being popular will never change. Being famous will never change. You're going to get your ass out there and work. Mm. You want to be famous. Every time you sit in your house and you're playing a game, you won't be famous. Nobody gets famous from playing a game in music. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So anytime you have a moment, you should hit the streets. Mm-hmm. If it's just shaking hands, I tell people you can guarantee your own platinum by shaking a million hands. Mm-hmm. If you shake a million hands, you can almost guarantee that you'll go platinum. Right. So that's what I tell all my artists. Don't talk numbers to me. If you don't know half a million people, don't talk gold to me. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure you know a half a million people. Mm-hmm. If you really want to go gold, you got to make sure you know a half a million people. Touch them. How you doing? I'm so-and-so. This is my music. Do you care to download? Do you care to give a listen to? Mm. If you haven't did that to a million, half a million people, don't expect to be gold. Mm. Yeah, you got to get hungry, man. You got to want it back. You got to go back to those old school rules. Before Twitter and Instagram, there was the streets. Word of mouth. Yeah. You know, so, now nah, I, I, I definitely get that. Okay. Who are some of your influences? I'm curious, you know, because, you know, the direction you've been heading in since young, you know, was I kind of directed to only music and then you stepped in the management side of things. And there's a lot of people, you know, we discussed them off camera, like Clarence Avon and Clive yeah. Davis and Diddy, you know, even Quincy Jones that played a major role in, uh, 
you know, in the music executive role. So who are some of your influences in that regard? Well, or just in life in general? Actually, I really, between my era, because I'm Jay-Z and uh, Puffy's age, mm -hmm. I watched them do moves mm -hmm. that I was like, okay, that's how they did. Whoever they failed, I said, okay, I'm going to avoid that. Whoever they succeeded, I said, okay, that's cool. Put that in the pot. I, I can use that later. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So basically, Sean and... And, and, uh, and Sean. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Sean and Sean. Yeah, the two Sean. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it was them. Yeah. I mean, just watching them win, lose, and keep on trucking. I like the, their ability. I don't think they quit at all. Nah, on no level. I think yeah. I think when you fail is when you quit. Yeah. And when you quit is when you fail. Either one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, people always used to tell me, like, hey, you've been doing this for so long, like, you know, and sometimes they expected me to be here, but I was still here, and it's like, you know, I I, I feel like I, I'm still in the race, it's a marathon, you know, yeah. you have, you only fail when you quit, you know what I'm saying, so you just gotta keep pushing. And you set your own goals, like, you know what Puffy's goal was? Clearly wasn't mine, you feel me? <laughs> so, um, plus, like I said, where you from, and this is only my ideology, mm -hmm. where you from matters. I'm not saying that Rick Ross had it any easier or harder than Sean Combs. Mm -hmm. But definitely when New York was popping, New York was popping. Mm -hmm. It was almost rap music and then New York rap music. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you're not from one of those cities that... They don't respect hey, you. You can't even get in the dope. You, yeah. You're not going to fire here. Right. And I also refused to intern. I, was, I don't know if that was a downfall or what. But I don't work for free. I never have, never will. Mm -hmm. Some people good at it. Mm -hmm. I don't get free services at all. Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, you're a little past that stage. That's more yeah. for like college students, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Trying to make it and stuff like that. So but those who interns, those are not the executives now. You feel me? So now that you regret that? Never. Okay. Because no, the time they spent working for free, status wise, it, it looked good on paper. Mm hmm. Cause we can go to the bank accounts and yeah. see, hey, I ain't never worked for free. Right. Paid off. You feel me? Right. Now I'm an investor. I'm now paying you to promote my artists. I'm still on top. Mm -hmm. You feel me? I'm still bringing paper to somebody who worked for free and now has a better position in life mm -hmm. to promote music, get it out there. I like my position where I stand. Right. You know? As you should, as you should. You definitely always be proud of your achievements. You know what I'm saying? Do you think there's an age limit, you know, when it comes to, you know, signing artists? Like, for example, with you, I mean, I'm not sure if, because you mentioned you you deal in Spanish, you know, you got a Billy Joe in the back pocket, yeah. you know, you got hip hop. Do you think there's an age limit with the artists that you would choose to work with? Like, explain that. Not to be... Gender bias, gender bias, everything that's going on mm -hmm. in America. Hell yes. Okay. Um, from a close, close friend said, don't bring me anybody that's over 24 or turning five within the 12 months before I can get a deal done. Oh, turning five? 25. Okay. So it's a reason for their madness. Mm. So if I want to play in their field, in their game, I don't mind having that same law. Mm. Even though, you know, if you're older than 25, you got to have an extraordinary talent that just can't be overlooked. Yeah. You can't, we can't 
at 25, you should need artist development. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I take that in consideration. If you're over 25, I mean, you you got to be able to grab the mic and yeah, blow everybody away. People want to be at you sure. He's not 22? Yeah, I'm positive. He's 30. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Like, you got to be that undeniable. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> Does the following play a big role with that in that regard as well? Well, I'm going to tell you what they do. What I what I dis- discovered is when you get an act right out of high school or within a junior, senior year, mm-hmm. you got automatic fans okay. that you can build from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I take that maybe that's why the labels do it so young. Because mm-hmm. those fans are more... Impressionable, right? And he went to, you know, he went to high school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He played in our district. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's promotion you ain't got to pay for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's word of mouth you ain't got to pay for. You know what I mean? And you can't really beat that. And um, that's why I steered teeter totter between the eighteen and twenty. Because mm-hmm. you know, a twenty year old, you know, if he's still in the same city, depending on how alive he was in high school, mm-hmm. though, you know, because of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can stay. The high school king for you know well after high school over you know yeah, what I mean yeah 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 so you know you can capitalize that especially in the music um, in the music industry you can use that to your advantage mm, okay nah, that's well said that's what's up gave me a lot of things to think about you know what I'm saying because sometimes I have that that stigma because I, I I just turned thirty four you know yeah. what I'm saying but I got so much going on but it's like. Music was always in my heart, you know, as far as being yeah. an artist. But now, as I'm getting older, it's more so like, okay, now I want to take really? that. Yeah, I want to take that back seat, yeah. but I still want to be in the game and facilitate deals and make money that way. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Because rent don't pay itself money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So things like that gotta get done. But no, that's what's up, man. Okay, okay. Well, what what kind of advice can you give to up and coming artists who seek management or just trying to get in the game and you know eventually will need management? I really want to tell the artist that's seeking and the artist is seeking management, please bring something to the table other than your music. Mm. Like something. Because mm. right now it's 225 million rappers. Big facts. Hey, mm-hmm. you gotta stand out, man. You know, hey, hey, instead of meeting on top of the, you know, say the Empire State Building, say, meet me up here, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So you guys can get a kite, jump off, hey, do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we, we out here putting up real money mm-hmm. for your talent and your love and your passion. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have a passion to rap. Mm-hmm. So when you come to me with the passion to rap, have something else other than music. Like, what, what are you providing for yourself before you ask for a manager to come in and join your team? For what? Mm-hmm. what? What are we joining? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Someone who got some... Some MP3s on the email. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man. Ain't bring something else to the table. You know what I mean? That's most. That's most important. Music is it's not just about the music. Mm-hmm. The character, the the, the, the the groundwork you've done. You know what I mean? You know, for some reason, people with 200 followers won't manage me. Um, I'm not going to knock them. Hey, hey, good luck to you. Mm-hmm. But... That 200 followers shows me you ain't working hard enough. And it's free to get a follower. Right? Right. So that's my advice. I agree. I agree. 
Well, I want to thank you for coming well, through, no James. Doubt. I was saying Anytime, you man. gave uh, some great advice today, man. Yeah, yeah. Even some for myself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I asked questions that I had unanswered. Oh, okay. You sure. know, as well as uh, what people were telling me to ask you as well. Because I told them, you know, I had a music manager coming through. Okay. And they submitted some questions. So, you know, again, I want to thank you for coming through. I wish you much success in all your endeavors. And hopefully we can work together in the near future as well. Um, Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas, the ultimate James Mark in the building. Let the people know where they can holler at you and submit their talent. Okay. Yeah, you can holler at me at James Mark 24. And uh, you get the.